We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski here on this Thursday afternoon, March the 30th. Running out of days to say this is March. Yeah. Because like, it's almost me. about to be this is April. Them, today and tomorrow. Yeah, about to be April. Uh, it's opening day. Happy opening day to everyone out there, especially if your team is one unlike mine that has a chance to be a contender. Talking about like mine? Beginning of a season. Yeah, the Braves. The I Bravos. Picked, I picked the Braves to win the World Series. We're up four to two here in the uh in the sixth inning already. They're flying. <laughs> They're flying. Um, I made the mistake. It's ha- it is happy opening day. We made the mistake of uh um I made my DFS lineup today and I picked Max Fried as my starter because this pitch clock is gonna make him, you know, that's how he works. He works fast. I was yeah. like, oh, he's gonna eat it up. And I chose him over uh Garrett Cole, who last time I looked had 10 strikeouts through the first four innings of work i mean they're both really good pitchers you, yeah, had, I know. you had burns too right no i actually, i did not start burns I, I got the kid from uh tampa bay okay but um opening days i mean all the aces are throwing you're gonna get some you're gonna get some gems yeah i hopefully uh max free turn will, it turn it yes sir max free will come through but no it's opening day everybody has hope uh Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson just turned their first double play as Cubs. How many strikeouts does uh, Dansby have so far? He flew out to center field. Okay, so at least, well, that's positive. He made contact. Um, hey, back off my shortstop, <laughs> all right? <laughs> He's, He's my now. shortstop now. Yeah. He's my asshole, as I like to say. <laughs> um, now, we'll do uh, – I, I had a message. I, somebody sent me a message on your board. Okay. Uh, now that we're in the baseball season, I may do – and it's the off season. Uh, we'll talk a little fantasy DFS – starting next week you know well since we'll have time usually the lineups your your our lock is at five at six o'clock fill me and others in on what dfs all right so dfs is daily fantasy sports okay Okay, so you pick a date basically a daily fantasy lineup 
and you can p- compete. I do it a lot on um, DraftKings is what I use. Uh, big fan there. And so we'll we'll cover that. Obviously, the lock today was at noon, so it does us no good to talk about it now. Um, I did stack the Braves lineup, and uh, I have uh, a couple offsets. But we'll talk about some stuff like that next week, starting next week. Okay. Uh, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. This stuff's selling like hotcakes in this town, by the way. That's good. I can't. You can't find the stuff anywhere. That's good. That's, good, that's bad good. news. Good news. Bad news for them. Good news for us. But uh, no, it's. Uh, I was telling you before we got started. I mean, if you guys are listening in. in uh, where is it, Missouri? Comstock, Michigan, I should say. Kalamazoo. Well, Kalamazoo's where one of the bars is that has a lot of it. But oh, uh, Comstock, Michigan, I think, is where uh, Bell's Brewery is. I love Bell's Brewery. I'm actually thinking about this summer just getting in my truck. I'm going to figure out, like, a path and driving to Bell's Brewery, stocking up and coming back. Because they've got some stuff that you can't get here. Is it that good? It's really, really good, and I like it. And I, I was, I, I sent them a nice note, and they sent me all these coasters and stuff. They sent me all, I, they, they were great. I go through phases with beer, like I do too. I can one day I like an IPA, the next day I like more of a pilsner. Well, the I, next day I'm back to an IPA. I'm more American, where I go straight, switch over between Bud Light and Miller Light. So, I don't, I'm not so a big IPA Michigan, guy. Michigan is in, yeah. I'm not a big IPA guy. Um, I'm, I'm not against them. I just not. It's not what I would. Pre- I, I would actually prefer a. And I'm on a Miller Lite kick right now. But at the same time, there is not a chance. If you said, "Hey, I really like Bud Light, but the only only way I can get a Bud Light is if I drive ten hours to go get it," I'm just going to drink Miller Lite. <laughs> I'm not. I'll, I'll have a Coors Light kick every once in a while. Uh, but I, I I rotate, man. I rotate favorites. Okay. About every six to eight months. It's weird. One All of a sudden, one day, it just doesn't taste right. And then I'll switch. I'm like, man, that's good. And then I'll roll back and forth. Did Bud Heavy for a little while. Bud Heavy in the summertime after you cut the grass, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's, you know, the only time I really like the beers that you're describing um, is on a really hot day in the summer, like right after – Right after mowing the yard. Yeah, cutting the grass in a Bud Heavy is the most American thing ever. Only thing it could be better is if you had hot dogs on the on the Blackstone with the baseball going at the same time. That's the only more American thing you could do. I might do that at some point. That might, I mean, that's It's got like mow the yard on July the 3rd. Mow the yard, burgers, dogs, and Bud Heavy. And then and then on July the 4th, just go all in. There's, on, there's nothing more yeah. American. The problem we have is there's nobody here to eat it. And so after a while, you're like, why are we still cooking? <laughs> I'm just, I love hot dogs. I'm the only one in my family that eats hot dogs. I only like them grilled. I can, I'll crush a hot dog. Grilled, you like the boil? It don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Now I prefer I, I prefer them grilled, but I would I'll crush a hot dog and make it. About to say the ugly word, but I didn't. In case my mother was listening. Yeah, triple mass says it's not as bad of a drive as one would think. I'm I'm seriously going to explore this. This might end up being my summer by myself excursion. Hey, go do it. You do a whole excursion by yourself? Sometimes. Really, seriously, for people that sometimes struggle with, like, thinking and yeah. thoughts and stuff, sometimes just getting away and doing something on your on your own, clearing your head is great for you. Huh. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I don't do the trips by myself. I mean. I'll cut the yard by myself. I play golf. I use my thinking time when I walk. I usually want to do that. I've gotten where I do that more and more. I, the last few walks I've been on, I don't even take headphones. Okay. I didn't. I just walked. Well, I got to listen to something. Like I, I got to yeah. go to sleep with something. But okay. All right, let's talk about some things. Uh, what you got? All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is our boy Charlie Baker. Well, you you made the mistake a week ago. He's back in my good graces. Though. Oh, he's back in good graces. Okay. He's back in good graces. All right. All right. He All does right. have a hard job. He's got a hard job. So Charlie Baker, the new head of the NCAA, yesterday goes to Capitol Hill. And basically what we were talking about the other day, but here was some interesting things out of it. So he goes and they have a NIL hearing on Capitol Hill. The House Energy and Commerce Committee held the hearing. Okay. And here were some key words I noticed from our good friend Charlie Baker. He said, rightfully... NIL rightfully allows student-athletes the ability to earn compensation based on their unique market value. And he said the lack of transparency puts student-athletes in jeopardy of exploitation by bad actors. Okay, when he says transparency, what is, what is he referring to? Because so, I, I agree with him, by the, by the way. I would like to know so what, what, what he's So what they're talking about is there's so much uh, – it's quiet. It's, it's these NIL deals. The same thing. You've, you've said it many a times mm -hmm. on different shows across the last year and a half about you wish they were more transparent. Schools are more transparent about their deals. Because who, who they're with. Who they're with, what their deals how are. How much they are. Because there's rumor out there, right? I think it's, I, I think there, it's right? vital to put that out. Yeah, there's rumor, hey, this guy's getting $6 million. He, well, he's really not getting $6 million. But what that causes is other other people to go, hey, he's getting six. I should get seven. And it's really putting people in bad positions. I would like to interrupt this. Uh, so far, you're on, but I, I, I feel like I need to defend my shortstop. My shortstop just uh, got his first hit and RBI as a member of the Chicago Cubs. So take his name out of your mouth, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's all good. Uh, he he will hit great for you in the in the during the season. He will. Go 0 for 4 or 4 strikeouts in your first playoff game if you ever get there. I was going to say, that means we got there. Okay. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah. You're good either way. All right. But basically, he's wanting transparency with that. The other thing that he was wanting that we were talked about, and I thought this. And no I, I want to interrupt you real quick to say this. Because here's what's interesting about the transparency thing. Some people push back, and I understand why they push back when they do it. it, it right. it's, it's a communication thing. It's a, yeah, we're saying the same thing. You're not really understanding what I'm saying. Some people are like it's. Is it really any of your business how much so and so gets? And I'm like, I get it. Here's the problem. I'll, I'll use a player, Quinshawn Judkins. Yep. Okay. I suspect Quinshawn Judkins' nil deal is. Yeah, I was going to say it's at least six hundred thousand dollars, and it's probably more than that. Okay, and, and, and listen. Good for Quinchon. I mean, he had a great season. Yeah, he did. He produced a lot of revenue for Ole Miss. Um, was a terrific player. Yep, etc. I have no issue whatsoever with him getting that money. Now, I think it's. I think it would be helpful in terms of setting the market for someone to go. Okay, well, that's what he's making, and he's making that over one season. That's what it's worth right. over one season. His deal's not over three or over four. His deal is over one season so that when 
someone comes back and says, well, Nico Iamaliva is getting $6 million. Okay, but now here's the way that deal works. You know, it's over four years or five years, and it's it's incentive-laden. Is, is a deal guaranteed? Is it incentive-laden? Like, we see that with the professional sports, right? Well, we're, we just talked about it the other day. Well, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, right? Right, right. So, like, you you know Dansby Swanson's deal was seven years, 170-whatever million, right. and you they'll even break it down and go, hey, it was front-loaded or it's back-loaded or it's mid-loaded or it's no, it's even completely across the board. Whatever the case may be, are there incentives? Does he get an incentive if he makes the all-star team? Does he get an incentive if he if he finishes in the top three in the MVP voting? Does he get an incentive if he if he's the World Series MVP? Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff's out there. I don't think that even at the college level, I don't think that's really violating their privacy as no. much as as much as it's stopping these outside people from coming to these kids and going, hey, if, bad, you, dude. if you'll jump in the portal, you can sign up with me and I'm gonna get you. We're now as much as hey, does it does it suck a little bit? Like let's keep using Judkins. Okay. Okay. Let's call it just let's use my number for the hell of it. Six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, that gives Ohio State or Michigan a real good gauge of, all right, well, (laughs) to get him, we're probably going to have to go over that, maybe significantly over that. What if we doubled it? Right. You know, is stuff like that going to happen? It is. It is going to happen. I'm glad you said that because that's what I was typing in my phone right there. I wasn't actually being rude because I had a feeling where you were going to go on this. No, it's okay. I I didn't even know you were typing on your phone. To me, it's... it's, I want to get your response to something when you get done. It prevents... Not not completely, but it it makes it where bad actors are going to have a more difficult time getting involved. All right, Shannon Terry, who runs on three sports, started Rivals, started two four seven, sold them both. Now he I started, know who Shannon is. You're, you're aware. I like Shannon. Um, he is very passionate about NIL, and he had a tweet today, which is usually at this point in time. It's almost one a day about NIL and everything else because, and look, it's business. His whole new thing with On3, their big thing is NIL evaluation, and he's doing a lot to try to validate their numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so he tweets today. He says, single greatest reason roster value, quote-unquote roster value, NIL dollars is trending heavily to the existing roster versus recruiting is the transfer portal. All right? Agree. And I agree with a lot of things he says. I disagree with some things. He says the market will correct itself quickly. Athletes are, he says this. This is the part I disagree with. So I I agree with the first part. The second part I disagree with. He says athletes are not, and he goes capital N-O-T, shopping themselves like the NCAA is painting. Nor are they the sheep in the den of wolves. I disagree with that. (sighs) Saying that athletes are not you are not shopping themselves because well, well, they're not, ask, ask me how I know. Well, they're not all shopping themselves. They're not all, but the ones that are making money are. But well, the, but little Johnny that's not them, getting anything. Well, a lot of them have people doing the shopping for them, which is. I mean, some, if we're going to say that semantics, but, right, right, but right. we know what he's trying to say. Yeah. The NCAA is trying to take this. And I'll give, hey, Charlie, giving you credit again. All right. They're trying to take the semantics out of it and say, hey, look, this is what's happening. Okay. But here's the truth. Okay, whether 
whether the NCAA doesn't like it, whether Shannon Terry doesn't like it, or whoever out there doesn't like this. Here's the truth. Okay. If there is a player on your team that is making a ton of money, okay, a ton of money, odds are he has representation. And whether he's doing it, whether his high school coach is doing it, whether his street agent is doing it, if he is worth a substantial amount of money, somebody is shopping him. Ask me how I know. Okay, I know. All right, it's it's getting done, and these players are getting shopped around. Hey, are you interested in that guy? I'll, I'll get him in the portal. Are you interested in him? In this? The deals are getting cut before the guys are going into the portal. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I have a side business. I kind of know who's on whose boards. Okay? Deals are getting cut before the player goes in the portal. Okay? The, the first half I agree with. Second half we can call it semantics or whatever we want to call it. But at the end of the day, if a player is worth a lot of money, you think Quinshawn Junkins, where do you think he came up with that number? And why do you think Ole Miss paid that number? You think out of the great the goodness of their heart, they went, hey. No, they've I mean they've Hey, they, this is what we're gonna pay you. Okay. They've basically admitted that they were having to fight off competitors. Now, do you think they came to him or do you think somebody around him went to them? They being outside competitors? Correct. Oh, but they went to his people, whoever his people are. And his people went to other people. It works both ways. All right? But that number that he came up with that, that, that he's getting paid is not just some random number. The market was set for him by other teams, and Ole Miss basically had to match or go higher. And they did. Yeah. Good for them. Sure. And so, but that's that's what all this is. And so, anyway, I'm sorry to get you off on that Shannon Terry sideways, but Shannon says a lot of good things, and he he's very passionate about it. But a lot of things, the the complete truth is not completely out there all the time. Well, they've done this NIL player evaluation evalu tool thing, and and it's been no offense to them, it's been a total effing joke. Well, it's in their defense. I don't know how they well, then keep up with then it. Don't right? do it because it's because it's a guess. Um, talking, it's, it's a total guess. Talking to multiple agents in the business that do that for a living. They said that is it's a it's a problem for and I talk to schools too. That whole thing is a problem for them because kid X comes in thinking he's worth X mm -hmm. amount of dollars and he's not. Right. Um, but sometimes they're high and sometimes they're low, but on average, the number I've gotten back is they're forty percent off of their number. That's a significant Yeah, but that's the average number I've gotten from agents. Um on the high and low, right? Yeah, and and, and look, valuations change. Because what's happening now in the market is if a guy performs well, Quinshawn Judkins, his value goes up. Right. If a guy performs poorly, I won't name a name, but there is one on the tip of my tongue, his value goes down. Significantly. And, and, and you'll take a haircut inside the school where you are. Yep. No, that's 100% accurate. Um, but here is the other thing, going back to this uh, Charlie Baker and the NCAA going to Capitol Hill. Here's where this is a big problem, right? We, we talk about different states. He actually had a, a number on it. Different state laws. Do you realize we have, by the old math, we have 50 states in the union. Is that correct? Um, yeah, Okay. 50 states. There are more than 30 different state laws. And so he's trying. Well, that's why they've been going to Congress, right. begging them to, and so what he's to regulate do, it. Yeah. So what he wants to do is he. And, and Congress wants no part of it. And, and I will tell you the, the big problem they're having with Congress, but he said that he felt, yes, after yesterday, he felt optimistic that Congress will take action to create fair, equitable, and substantial guidelines that will protect and the benefits of the student-athletes. Because it's not only unfair to colleges in, the, in the, all the different state laws, it's unfair to the prospects. 
But here's the problem they're having with Capitol Hill and they're having with trying to get federal legislation because it, it would seem easy. These state laws are really going against political, uh, political standards, right? So you have a place like Mississippi. Mississippi and California, one's conservative, one's as liberal as you can get, right? Pretty much. That's fair to say. That's fair to say. Yes. Well, they have very similar state laws when it comes to NIL. And then you have a place like Alabama that has different state laws. South Carolina has very conservative. And so you have some of these conservative states that have very liberal, um, and I, when I say liberal, very laissez-faire, all hands off deck laws when it comes to NIL. And you have some very liberal states that have very conservative views on NIL. And so trying to get these politicians to cross you know, company lines to, to get this is very difficult. So that's why they're having a difficult time with it. But whatever happens, I think NIL, in my opinion, has never been the problem. Yeah, you got state laws and that and that is one thing and it's kind of making things fair. I get that and it helps it it will it's a mess more than it is a problem. It's the immediate eligibility that's caused most of these issues, which we've talked about a thousand times. But I just thought that was uh Hopefully, we'll get something done federally for these laws, and it's just going to help. Just put everybody on the same rule book, okay? It's not what the rules are. Just put everybody on the same plane. There doesn't appear to be any taste in Congress to really bite into this. Yeah, and if they don't, we're just going to continue. Example, okay? Because Congress's, Congress's concern is that you do anything that limits earning power, okay, or that could be conceived as limiting earning power that you're hurting yourself Politically. Yeah, but I don't think they're even trying to do that, right? I just think, like, do what, like, Texas, great example. I mean, you know, I know you remember a couple of years ago, Quinn Ewers went to Ohio State, mm-hmm. not because he loved the Buckeyes. It was because he had a NIL deal in place to where he could get he could get equity in the company. At that time, the state of Texas didn't allow that. And so he had to go somewhere else so he could get, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, so he could get that money. All right, so whether it's loosey goosey, whatever it doesn't. And to me, I don't even care. I don't care if it's just loosey goosey. Let them get all the money they can get. That's not a, about that. Just everybody be on the same rules. Trying to get Montana to get the same rules as Mississippi. Yeah, I'm. I'm, and I'm coming from an educated spot here. I'm. I'm not optimistic this is going to happen. Our boy Charlie Baker is. So I'm. I'm interested to see how he that is. works out. He is. He's working it. And and him being in government. Think, I do think that helps. Him having the, sure. being a governor of uh, Massachusetts, I do think that will Knowing help how him. to go work lobbies. And yeah, co- yes, I think that will help. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Um, while we're standing in politics and, and sports. Before you get going, let me tell you, yeah, we're talking about Walk-On Sports about walk-ons. Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing new game day with the taste of Louisiana, dig into their mouth-watering. Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine like po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp. They... Uh, also have fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, let walk-ons uh, take care of your tailgating needs this coming season. Uh, you can inquire about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient walk-ons app. If you're in Oxford or in the Jackson area, please stop at the Oxford walk-ons or the Ridgeland walk-ons and uh, tell them that you appreciate them sponsoring McCready and Siski. All right, so um, I actually had a call in to one of my uh, former bosses runs the uh, Arkansas High School Athletic Association. I think it's called AAA. 
and we have, and it's in our immediate listening area. I know we have a lot of people in Arkansas that listen to us. And me spending seven years of my adult life in Jonesboro, Arkansas, uh, I thought this was very interesting. Well, especially with me being such a big Arkansas fan and, and booster. I mean, you I send all your money to Arkansas. I do send money uh, to Arkansas. I'm, I'm one payment away from sending less money to Arkansas. Hey, my man Kyle Wilson said, Siski for president, America, the no-spin BS man. How about that? How about that? I got one vote. My, I don't think my wife would even vote for me. Well, she knows I'd get pissed off and start. Well, she might be afraid you might actually get grassroots and win. She probably doesn't want to move to Washington. She probably doesn't want to does move. Does she want to move to the White House? She, I might could get her would, talking you, to would that. You like a, would you even consider a career in public service like that, a political career? Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know if people – I don't. I here's what I couldn't do, all right? I don't know if – I can't deal with this is just me personally, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have where I would struggle being in politics is I don't know if I really have a political party. Okay. I think there are some things that I'm very conservative on. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something, I know that's called a moderate. I get that. And there's some things that I'm very liberal on. You might be a libertarian. Like I'm getting betting on the apps. We're, we're, sure. we're getting that done. Sure. All right. That would not go over well. I would. I've long said, long said, even pre-COVID, I said I'm for a common sense party. That's what I would be. Drop the, me the common sense party. I'm and, the common and, sense hey, party. I'm, I'm going to the convention. I'm all for that. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm. I'm a firm believer in. Does it make sense? Is it rational? Is it pragmatic? Okay, then that's probably what we should do. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Kyle, I'll send another super chat. Kyle, back to back, says, as a government employee, I have much more faith in you than our current leadership. Hey, thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you, man. Um, but yeah, I'd be common sense guy, right? That's kind of my whole deal. Which is um, why you could never get elected. I could but, never get yeah. elected. That's yeah. the point, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that I, is the problem. I think once I get in there, I would do great. Yes. That Getting is... elected, I would piss off both parties. Well, and, you, you just would have no chance. Yeah, I would have no chance. People just like, you know, and I'm not putting up with the bullshit. Yeah, which eliminates Which you. completely eliminates me yes. from even being on about. So I'd be like, you know, I would sit like this hearing. We wouldn't be doing a hearing today. This would be my form of government. If I was in charge of this, okay, and our good friend Charlie Baker comes to me, all right, I'm the president of the United States, all right, Charlie Baker says, hey, I need to, I'll be like, we're not having a hearing. We're not wasting 55 people's day for however long on a hearing on NIL. Look, these are the rules. This is what we're doing. Where's the freaking pen? Let's sign it. Next guy. We're not sending it to have somebody come up there and slip in, um, uh, tobacco rights in some bill that has something to do with football. So I, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't get elected. I'm with you, Mr. President. Yeah, I just. I just. I don't like your chances. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get elected. <laughs> but there'd be none of this. We'd go play golf instead. Like we're not wasting time. If we're going to do something today and we're going to waste time, let's go waste time I, on golf. I course. understand. Again, I'd be all for you, Mr. President, but I do not like your chances. And if I was the president today, I'd probably be playing Augusta before they teed off. I would be. Oh. I'd be. I'd use some of those strings, okay. and I would take. Since Kyle's my one voter, me and Kyle are going to Augusta and teeing it up. I'm taking his with me. He's my first supporter. All right, but let's go back to the Arkansas House State Senate. They're actually voting. They're hearing this today. Okay. And it has to do with with high school sports, particularly in Arkansas, obviously. But I'm, I'm guessing it has to do exclusively, exclusively with high school. Arkansas, right? <laughs> that was the dumbest shit I've ever said in my life. <laughs> yeah. Today. I'll take I'll take asshole for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> Ding, here I am. All right. So, so you want to run the country. <laughs> so I want to run the country. Here you go. All right. So um, high school transfers can be immediately eligible at 
any time except after the season starts. And everybody's like, right, what's that? what does that mean? In public and private schools, they can transfer back and forth. A student could actually do this. And if y'all don't think this will happen, you've lost your mind. Meet some of the high school coaches uh, that I know. A student could play football at one school, basketball at another school, then turn around and run track for a third school in the same year. Inside the same district? Inside the same di- – any school. No, so I'm saying – yeah, okay, you could let, go from... Let's use Arkansas. Hold on. So let's say you, you're a football player at uh, Fayetteville High School, home, mm-hmm. of the, home of the Bulldogs. Purple. Pur- purple Bulldogs. Yep. Really beautiful high school campus, by the way. Seriously. Yeah. Um. So you play football for Fayetteville. Play basketball for Springdale. And, and in basketball, you could you go to Little Rock and play for my, my buddy Scotty Thurman? Sure can. And then guess what? You could go and run track can, and field at Shiloh Christian, a private school. How? That's that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what they're voting on today. This is where we're at. This is where Siski for president, this thing would come to me, and I'd be like, what the hell are y'all doing? Okay, so Get this bill out of here. What's next? So the new governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, Donald Trump's former, I guess, what was she chief of staff or press secretary or whatever? Yes, press secretary. Um, newly elected governor, was elected in yep. November, was inaugurated in January, I think. One of her big things is school choice. I mean, it's 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 tip top of her agenda. Yeah. So I'm guessing that this is sort of part of that. I, I don't know. I'm okay with school choice, but this is not school choice, right? This is season by season. This is three schools in one year choice. It's sooner or later we gotta put like look I guess I, what I'm I guess what I'm good asking good luck trying to get those kids eligible. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm asking is more of a semantics thing and I don't know the answer and you probably don't either is is a part of what she's proposing, and I don't know, I'm, I'm literally asking, I don't know, yeah. is, is a part of what she is proposing is uh, a, a parent can enroll his or her child in, in, in a school, and if that school doesn't work out or if something's going on, they can move in November to another school, and then if it's not, it's not working out, they, I, I don't know. Yes, essentially you can play, it, this is a Arkansas, like the, where this came from was the Arkansas Athletic Association, okay, AAA. All right, so they were sending – this is what they're voting on today. I'm okay with school choice. If you want to go – like, I'm okay with that. I don't yeah. have a problem with that at all. Okay, because in, in, in my – it's just like if you're if you're having a school choice in recruiting to go play football. Okay, and I've said this – So for, you're for your tax dollar going to, to, the, to the student and not to the district. Well, you should pay taxes wherever you live. Okay. But if my kids wanted to go to Lafayette High School – Right. They should be able to go to Lafayette High School. And, and here's why I say that. Okay, this is why I say it. Okay. And I'm a believer in this in college, too. And this okay. is part of when I would recruit kids. One of the reasons that I was able to recruit kids is I didn't bullshit them. All right. If the if it's not a fit for you, like if you're not happy, I would say this. Okay. There's a hundred. You know how many hours there are in a week? Seven times 24 is eight. 168. 168. Okay. There's 168 hours in a week in college, right? And we can, the most we can ever have you is 20 hours a week. So what are you doing with those 140 other hours? All right. If you're not, so most of your time is spent, is regardless, I know we, we get extra work. I know what you're laughing at. Yeah. But call it what you want to call it. Still, most of your time sure. is spent away from the football facility. True. Okay. Whether you're in classes, whether you're hanging out with friends. Sleeping. Whatever, sleeping, whatever. whatever right. right sure. And so you have to be comfortable and into your surroundings 
or it will eventually translate on the football field. You will not be happy there. You're not going to do well in school. You're not going to have good friends. You're going to have mental problems. You're, I mean, it, it creates issues if you're not happy in your surroundings. Yep. Okay. So I believe when somebody's excited about where they go to school or what they do, I think success follows. I agree with that okay. completely. Yeah, sure. So with all that being said, I'm okay with school choice, but you can't swap kids because this is a rule is going to get abused. All right. You can't go play football for somewhere and go, Hey, all right. So, you know, grinds from mobile. So he'll, he'll get this. You can't go play football at St. Paul's because they have the best football team around I snuck that one in there on you, grind, because I'm a St. Paul's guy. And then go play basketball at LaFleur because they have the best program. And then turn around and go run track at uh, McGill or Saraland. You can't, like, because you're, you're changing schools so much, the kids academically can't do that. You're going to be behind where you're always going to be behind. And you're going to start failing classes and you're never going to be eligible. It's, it's bad for a whole, whole deal. Well, that's that. The second rule is the students – I don't know what I think about this. I got an opinion on this. But students can play non-school or club teams during the season for all sports. Okay? So, I know you're dealing with this. Yeah. I deal with this. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So, for people who don't know what that means, it's basically like right now my son is playing on the high school team, right? Mm -hmm. So, he can't play travel ball right now because right. he's until he gets released from uh, high school season. So, Carson. Same thing with soccer. Yeah, Carson plays like his this past year. He played Tupelo Football Club, which is a private uh, organization, travel ball, basically. He played that from August 1st until the middle of October. Now, he practiced high school, but they had not formally started practice, right? They were just having workouts that were basically practice. Correct. But then when they declared that the season had begun, the club season had to end. Correct. And so he played for Oxford High School from the middle of October until they were eliminated in the middle of February. And literally, they lost in Clinton on a Monday night, and he was back at Tupelo Football Club on Tuesday night. Yeah, we'll do the same thing in baseball. Whenever baseball season is over, because we have a ton of our kids are from Oxford. We had kids from Lafayette. We got some from South Panola, uh, everywhere. So we'll we'll bring those guys in as soon as it's over with. But here, here's the thing that – at first, you're like, ah, I don't know. I'm okay with that. But here's where you got to understand where it's going. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, no more, part of this little rule, no more athletic release form. Another coach from another school could coach your player and a student could transfer there and be eligible. So let's say, let's take Carson, for example. Okay. If the Tupelo um, club coach right. was the high school coach at Tupelo. Okay. All right. He could coach your kid all year long and be like, hey, Carson, did you come to Tupelo? And Carson could go, because it's allowing recruiting, right? And that's a big problem but, but, in AAU. Okay, I guess where I'm lost is, yep. but wouldn't he have to live in Tupelo? No. That's what I'm trying to say. No. Because, because right now, if Carson wanted to play for Tupelo, for example. You would have to pick your ass up and move. We'd have to at least, one of us would have to move to Tupelo. And this is in Arkansas, not Mississippi. Right. But, no, you can just pick up and go. Okay. It's interesting, huh? Yeah, it's, 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 so, really, it's really interesting. And then uh, the last part that makes absolutely is one of the dumbest parts of this is school teams could play or practice against non-school teams. Liability, your catastrophic insurance, wouldn't cover that. So Oxford High School could play could Tupelo play. Football Club. Yep. And if something happens and somebody gets tragically hurt or injured, there's no catastrophic insurance, no liability. You can't do that. No, they're not going to do that. It's on there. Same bill. How stupid is that? Yeah, that's that's not right. I mean, it's somebody that's actually had to work in a high school setting. That That's that's dumb. So, anyway. All right, you got any more bills we got to pay? Uh, yeah, let's see. We are also brought to you by our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, same great services, same great people. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. All right, I want to have a little fun exercise with you right here. We'll just do the SEC West today. It's spring practices underway. It's your favorite time of the year. I love it. Love it. But what I did want to talk about is I think you and I have a different view. Talking spring football. Well, not talking spring football, but I do think we, I mean, we all have. That was mine. I know. Is your, uh, Scott Hunter. Yeah, I knew. I couldn't remember the guy's name. But uh, Talking football. I think there's some questions and answers that need to be had at certain programs that are going through in the spring, I thought. For sure. And let's talk about kind of – I wrote mine down. I'd like to get yours, but I just got to – let's talk about the SEC West. We'll go okay. in alphabetical order for those of that are worried about this. And if I went in non-alphabetical order, forgive me. I wouldn't be a good president. We wouldn't – we would have a – I'd have to have a great education platform, man. <laughs> I'd have to – we'd have to figure that it's part out. It's all about delegating. Whoever my education secretary has got to be – got to be point, right? That's the key. It's all about – hey. It's all about delegating. Hire smart people. 
All right, so let's talk about Alabama to start with. I think the most interesting thing for me uh, with Alabama moving into 2023 is uh, the quarterback battle between Simpson and Milrow. Um, Ty Simpson is more of a traditional quarterback. You think more Mac Jones, quicker release. And he's really a similar guy to Mac Jones. Um, but he is he's not a standstill pocket back guy back there, but he does throw the ball similar. Um, and you got Milrow, who's more your athlete, right? More of your uh, true running quarterback. Throws it not as good. But you have a legit battle going on. Uh, they recruited very well. They have some high names in there. But I've been around long enough to know that uh, when Nick Saban – when they ask him about the quarterbacks and he only mentions these two guys and he's already got the other guys in there, it's between one of these two guys. Um, so I think whoever it is changes what you're prepping for and what you're doing offensively drastically. Because Milrow does a lot of things with his feet. I mean, he's he's he's, he's, he's a running athlete. quarterback. He's an athlete. He's a running quarterback that can throw the football. Simpson's been one of these guys that we've had on the radar since he was like in the seventh grade yeah. because he was coming to all these camps and stuff. Yeah. literally as a, like a. I remember having him in camp as a seventh grade. Probably a prepubescent teenager. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. And his dad, you know, is the head football coach at University of Tennessee, Martin. Right, Jason. Great dude. Great family. Um, just a really good. So it's not like you're. It's not like this is the Ole Miss deal with Jackson Dart and, no, and, and Walker Howard. Different. These are two completely different cats. Yep. So if you pick Milrow, for example, you're running a different kind of offense you're than you are if you're running with with Simpson. And then going back to what we said, and I had coordinate. You know, two new coordinators yawn. I put on there like they're going. They're going to run. So like example, if Milrow, if you run power at Alabama, it's called plant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shocker. All right. I don't hope that's breaking news. Okay. It's called the play is called plant. All right. That is power. That's when you pull a guard. Every offense in America runs it. Okay. If Milrose in the game, you'll get a lot more plant book or power read. So the terminology you can run, it's going to look different. Terminology is going to be very similar, right? Between plant as power, let's turn around and hand it off to the running back and let him run power, or plant book is reading, running the re, you know power read. And so you're going to get same terminology, different, completely look at on offense, right? Depending on who it is, but that's going to be the interesting thing for me. What they got to decide what they're going to do. Um, I would almost be shocked if it wasn't Ty Simpson at this point. I would be too, because listen, if it's Milrow, and you know, you'll know more foot. You've forgotten more football in the last week than I'll ever know in my entire life. But if it's Milrow. It feels like your offense is kind of limited. I don't think it uses – when you do go to a true quarterback running system, you limit your, your weapons receivers and you. stuff, yeah. and they've recruited really well. And that's the whole thing. We go back – let's take the guy we talk about feels like every week, Lamar Jackson. Everybody's like, oh, we got to go get him a receiver. Hey, they, when you run the quarterback, you kind of take their touches away. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Now, tight ends and things like that, great, but – I'm with you. I think it kind of limits their explosiveness, and that's their advantage is their depth and the amount of dudes that they have. And so that's why I think I'm with you. I think it's Ty Simpson, uh, but we'll go there. But new, but uh, besides that, dude, they've reloaded. They've recruited, obviously, very well. I think it's just the same this repeat at Alabama. Yep. Just, they're going to be really good. I imagine that. come down to them and, who, and one of these teams in a minute we're going to talk about between who's in Atlanta. Okay. All right. Let's call. Let's go. It's in alphabetical order. Okay. So we're going next to Neil McCready's yeah, favorite team in the country. Ooh, pig suey mm-hmm. Razorbacks. You don't do that till the third time. Oh, okay. The first two times just woo, woo pig, pig suey. Okay. 
I'm learning. You do Woo Pig Suey, then Woo Pig Suey, and then you do Woo Pig Suey Razorbacks, and then they play the song. Oh, I got you. All right, Arkansas. Two new coordinators. We're going to win the whole thing. With Danny Nose and Travis Williams. Okay. Which is, in their case, I think is a big deal. I do too, because it. For Travis Williams, this is a big jump up. It's a big jump up, and you're switching schemes. Yeah, I think they're going to go to more four down. Yes, four down look. It's very similar to what Ole Miss is doing, going from what they were going from to Pete Golding. But I think even, excuse me, I think even with Travis there, when I say more four down, true more four down defensive line look where the gaps, gap uh, responsibility and things like that. Pete's going to, we'll talk about Ole Miss in a minute, but Pete's going to run more of, he's going to have some two-gap stuff in there and be a little bit more multiple. Um, and the problem with the, the thing that's scary on defense is that's a drastic change, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for what they're doing and what they're going to, going to be a lot of the same similar problems that Ole Miss is going to have with the depth at certain positions on defense mm-hmm. because you've been loading up your roster with this type of position player that's no longer available, no longer in use. Does that make sense? My shortstop just got another hit. Oh, here we go. But um, I don't. Oh, well, so far, I love this guy. <laughs> two, two at bats in. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, three at bats in, and he, he's just he's just leading the club. I, I mean, this guy, this guy's the best free agent acquisition in the history of America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, Grind said. Grind said. Quote: You say Razorback after the third week pig, but Arkansas ain't a cult, huh? <laughs> Everybody's a cult. Everybody's grind. a cult. Everybody's grind. a cult. Don't let them tell you any different. Just uh, different cults just are different, different ways. Hey, different cults for different different folks. There you go. But I don't think you're going to see as big of a drop off on offense uh, with Arkansas that people are expecting. Danny Enos is a good coordinator, good I don't ball coach. Think they're you dropping got, off on offense at all? And you got good dudes at good spots. Yeah, now defensively they got issues. That's where. But offensively, they still have Sanders. They still have Jefferson. Now, they lost a couple of pretty good linemen up front, but they got some guys behind them. Yeah, they've them. been recruiting well. There. They have. They've recruited well in the, in the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And and they've still got some skilled guys. Yeah. Uh, that are, I that think are they weapons. may even be better on offense. I kind of – Different tempo, different things, different looks. This is going to come across as a criticism of Kendall, and I don't mean for it to because I, I think he's a super, super offensive coach. Um, and I think he's a future head coach. I think Kendall's got a really bright future. In some ways – Enos's system is going to fit Jefferson better. Yeah. Well, he never was a Kendall kind of guy. You know, he never was. He never fit that system, really. They they made it work. They made it work. And it's a credit to both KJ and, yeah. and Kendall, but but this is a better fit. I think it made I think it helped KJ become a more complete quarterback than just a running quarterback. You know, and um made him learn some things. But I, I think uh But it they forced some things. Yeah. And, and sometimes you you saw that with Grind says his inability to do progressions and some of the stuff that they didn't get done last year was was like you know what you could have just taken some of that out and gone simpler. Right. No, I agree. Grind said six or seven wins for Arkansas at most. I'm going to say this. I am not looking at a schedule until after the last portal window. Goes. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I don't even I don't know what their schedule is. I know I know they play Mississippi State on um, Kyo Dad's weekend. That's it. That's, that's it. the extent of my. Yes. That's yeah, what I don't, I know. I'm not looking at anybody's schedule. Until I see what the portal like, I don't even know. What, I don't know what their non-con looks like. Last year, their non-con was a bitch. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it. I have no idea. All right, um, but that would be the d- difference there. The Auburn Tigers, my fighting Hugh Freezes, and the Auburn Tigers. Okay, 
Um, probably a little bit know too much about this one. Um, look, they got new coaches, new systems on both sides of the ball. Um, and new, a new, new, new mentality. New building. Beautiful. Big time. Yeah. It is. It's. It is, it's. I don't know who was – you changed coaches so fast. I don't know when they started the plans for this thing. I don't know exactly – I don't know if Gus was the head coach. I don't know if Harson was the head coach or if – I know Freeze didn't have anything to do with it. But either Gus or Harson get, should get credit for this. One thing they did in that, in that, uh, in that building that I think is just immensely cool is they have practices going to a lot of these walkthroughs and more of the NFL model, you know, doing a lot of walkthroughs. They have a, uh, a walkthrough area right outside the meeting rooms. Instead of having to go somewhere else and do it and all that stuff, really cool. They 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 whoever designed that building did a really good job. Um, so hats off there. But uh, new mentality, you know. Um, I think he's got quarterback uh, questions that he's got to get answered. Uh, Philip Montgomery is the OC. Hughes bringing his in. Phil's gonna call it. I think uh, Hughes gonna be heavily involved. Obviously, I really wish Hugh was calling it. Um, I think Hughes' teams are the best when he's calling it. Um, and I'll give credit where credit's due. I think the best person to call it not named Hugh Freeze was uh, Dan Werner. Um, Dan really understood it. And, uh, we and, do this with Jimbo. Don't you think Hugh's eventually going to take it over? I I wish he would to start with, right? But here's I think Hugh's trying to fix his mistakes of the past. And I, I, I've said, and what I'll say by that is this, is that when we were at Arkansas State, we had all the time in the world, right? We didn't have any kind of – Head coach, you could be the head coach and call plays at that level. When you get to the SEC, the media requirements, the the mm-hmm. just the whole program management yep. is such. You have two choices, and I'm a firm believer in this. Okay, and if your coach, if your head coach is calling plays, I'm just going to tell you how it is. If you have a head coach that calls plays, the thing that's going to suffer is organization. Arkansas, according to Matt Browning, plays Kent State, Western Carolina. BYU and FIU. Okay. So that's probably four no there. I don't know what BYU's got coming back, but right. they've been good in the past. They were, but they – They can get you. It just depends on what they look like. But it's a lot better than what they had last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back, if you're a head coach and you're trying in – in this, at this level and you're trying to call plays and do those things, your organization, the other stuff in your organization is going to lack. If you're very organized – it's you can't call plays at the same time. And the best to ever do it, in my opinion, Nick Saban, I don't think I'll get much pushback on that. He's involved and he knows what's going on, but he doesn't even call plays. Right. You know, it's just – it's very – something's going to lack. You, you know, there's just not enough time in the day. But um, they are marrying the uh, marrying the two schemes. Uh, Phillips more of a uh, – the Baylor approach, you know, the wide – you know, they played uh, Ole Miss this past year and doing what Hugh does. But I just – dude, Hugh's system – with the communication and the way it's easy for the kids to learn and things like that. I hope they keep that part of it. Um, I have not talked to them about that, but look, they got to get, they got to get the roster right. And if anybody can get the roster right, it's you. They, it's a very, here's the best way I can describe it to you. It's a very similar situation that what occurred when Hugh came to Ole Miss. Okay. Where he had to, we had, like I said, we had one and a half sec players. Okay. They have a few more than that, but he has but they're to, behind on the talent but they're standpoint. Behind. Yeah. For and then the best way to put it is, 
considering the expectations. When we came to Ole Miss, they hadn't won an SEC game in however many years. I mean, you win one SEC game, buddy. You, you I mean, build a statue, right? Well, y'all had no expectations that first there, year. There were none. Yeah. And now here, the expectations are through the roof, right? And he's got to get his guys in there. He's are gotta, they? Is the Auburn expectation next year to win big? Seriously. It's the, it's the expectation every year. Well, that's unrealistic next season. Don't you think? Well, I mean, how long did it take him to get pissed off at Harson? But don't, yeah, but they didn't like Harson because he wasn't one of them. I, mean, I get you. But I mean, I mean they, he, they, no, but they didn't. Harson's deal had nothing to do right, initially with Grind, winning and losing. Grind's listening if he's still there. What is the grind, in your opinion, what is the expectation of the Auburn fan base of winning games next year? That they play hard, that they look better, that they're more competitive, and that they but what's have, a win number for you? You covered the beat. Well, I mean, I haven't been there in a long time. Um, I mean, I would guess they're expecting. He says they're not high, but I would guess they're expecting seven wins. Yeah, which is going to be hard. And anything over that would be big time gravy. But I, I, I think that he, for one season, will be judged on something different than just I wins hope, and losses. I hope, I hope so. Well, he's good, but he's going to do all that. No offense. He's going to do all that hokey stuff that he does, and Auburn people are going to eat that up in year one, and it's going to buy him a complete honeymoon. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I've, I've said this on here before. I'll say it again. There's not a better coach in America to go turn around a program. Okay? No, he, I agree with that. He, He's done it multiple times. He can times. motivate with the best of them. I mean, maybe the best. I mean, he is an unbelievable motivator. The part that – see, Grind says seven or eight wins maybe. That's what I'm saying. Like eight <laughs> – Eight some high expectations. <laughs> I think if you offered Hugh eight and four right now, he'd take it. Dude, he would – hell, and anybody would take it. He'd cut his arm and sign yeah. it in blood. Yeah, but I think, you know, especially with quarterback, he's got to get figured out, you know, got to get guys healthy. He's got good players and spots, but just SEC depth, man, that's a problem. And they got to get it. And he's doing a phenomenal job recruiting. But he doesn't want to play these young kids. And he's got – he signed some young kids that are going to have to play. And yeah. very similar to what we did when we, we were here at first. And – um. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, but I, I think he will get it turned around. I don't think this year is going to be the year, but I think he's going to get it turned around uh, pretty quickly. All right, LSU. I know what I think. It's the only one I put down. I don't have a lot of questions. <laughs> I can't find any questions. I'm not there yet mentally, and it doesn't matter, and I've got plenty of time to think about it, talk about it. But if you told me today, pick an SEC West winner, be hard not to pick one. I might just say LSU. And if you told me and you can't pick Bama, I'd go, okay, I'll go LSU. Well, that's easy if you can't pick Bama. Um, I I actually think LSU, because of what they have at quarterback, because it's year two, because of the continuity, because of what they have at spots on defense, I actually think it's more than fair to make LSU the favorite in the SEC West. It'll be hard for me to pick against them because of what they got at quarterback and no changes. Um, and Brian Kelly, again, in year two, able to get more players in there. The like place recruits like, itself. I'm, I'm going to be real. I've been to four Ole Miss practices, and I've watched Walker Howard. And Walker Howard can't get on the field at LSU? Coach, he can't get backup reps. I mean, that's that's about all I need to know because Walker Howard, boys and girls, has skills. He's a dude. I mean, he he throws one of the prettiest deep balls I've ever seen. You know what? As a beat writer. <laughs> We're actually going to talk about them next, so hang on. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I was getting back to LSU. My point is is that I, I was impressed with Jaden Daniels last year when he was healthy. Um, they've brought in 
a really talented recruiting class. They were very effective in the portal. They've got an absolute beast on defense. I mean, just a Perkins, just a And they got him for two more years, by the way. Beast. And then they've got pieces all around him. And then there's that continuity thing, and it's year two. And yeah, I mean, look, if you told me LSU was in the playoff, I'd one million percent buy it. You may tell you, you know how we talk about what teams do in spring training and all that stuff. You know what they're doing on defense at LSU right now for spring ball? Making sure that Perkins doesn't get hurt. They're seeing how many different places they can line him up. My shortstop just effective. went into the hole and made a play. I, this I love. <laughs> I'm naming my next child Dansby. Go ahead. My mom was very, by the way, my mom was very upset that they traded Dansby because she thinks he's good looking. So I, mean, I mean, he is an attractive young man. She, I, matter, she went to the point she said she may not be a Braves fan anymore. You know, and his wife is a very uh, accomplished soccer player. She is. Hopefully they'll send their children to Arkansas to play. <laughs> <laughs> and this show is canceled. All right, we have no more viewers. We're going down the viewership. Well, zero. I'm already giving so much money to NIL over there. that I mean, it's just... <laughs> I'll say I, I'm going to call over there in a minute and say, "Hey, put some of mine in in, in like escrow for the Sw yeah. Swanson children." Yeah. All right, but no. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's get out of here. All right, so Ole Miss. Let's Ole Miss is next. I went Mississippi first, actually. All right. Um, look, I'm not going. I'm not going to beat the dead horse on the quarterback. Everybody wants to talk about quarterbacks. All right? I actually think they're fine at quarterback. It's probably here's the truth. Okay, from a, from a, I don't give a shitter. Okay, because I know you got podcasts. Everybody gives a shit, and it's mm -hmm. a fandom. Here's a I don't give a shitter opinion. I think it's the most talented quarterback room in America f from one to three. The question is, there's going to be three in August. Okay, probably that, not. Probably right. two, but, but that's the and they'll be fine. That's if they're three, that's where they're at. Look, um, I, I'm gonna tell you that. I'm, I'm, again, I'm not a football guy. I, don't, I mean, I, I, I cover a lot of football, but I don't. I can't sit here and tell you. Yes, his feet were right. Dart really looks the part right now, and and Howard, um, Howard's very good, and and right now Sanders isn't like today. Did he throw today? He didn't throw. If he did, I missed it, um, and I missed the first forty five minutes of practice. But he did not throw in any of the team drill that I saw. So I'm going to guess that he didn't throw. Yeah. Um, but he's legit when he's healthy. And Judkin, talking about Judkins is a stud. Um, Marshall's a stud out wide. I've heard he's good. I'm heard he's a little bit, you know, there's, there's a little high there's maintenance a reason, there. There's a reason he transferred. Uh, Priest Corn gives them a weapon at tight end that they didn't have last year. They're using a lot of two tight end stuff. He's an NFL with, guy. Uh, yeah, a lot of two tight end stuff that allows them to use Trig in a more effective manner. Uh, an offensive front, they'll be fine. Yeah, and, and look, here's the thing is Ole Miss, here's my biggest thing with Ole Miss. I think they're going to be able to roll out 22 dudes out there. They can play football. I well, don't think they're going to get, roll out forty-four dudes. I didn't get football. to the other side. I have, I have real concerns if I'm an Ole Miss fan today about my defensive front. Well, that's what. Yeah, depth, my linebackers. Depth, yeah. Just I, I've, I've got concerns about the first group. Okay. Um, and then I've got real concerns about depth. Like that's why when people are going to do the hey, pick the Ole Miss schedule. Now nah, let me. Can I see what they do in May? Because they got to add some stuff in May, and, and look, other teams do too. I get it, but um, I've got I've got I've got some worries if I'm an Ole Miss fan about up front. Yeah, no, they're going to have to have they're going to be good. I think the Marshall, like you said, I think they're going to be fine. Now, the thing that they have going in their advantage is it doesn't matter, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who they roll out at quarterback. Okay, I think Jackson Dart's an NFL guy. I think uh, Howard's an NFL guy. I do too. I think Spencer Sanders, 
could be an NFL guy. Depending it's got to see what his shoulder he's, he's situation different. is. Yeah. When it, let's talk about the shoulder thing while we're doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what he looks like right now. When no, he, I don't if, he, if he's the guy, you put this little thing called a needle in your shoulder, which is how he played at the end of the year, and you go throw 70 fucking passes a game. I said it. First one. and My God. I went like seven episodes. I'm sorry. I tried. You did, you did well. I did you had well. A, you had a run. I had a run. You did. I did. I had a run. You did. All right. You almost made it to April. Almost. <laughs> I think I went perfect for March until today. Close. I, I think that's, yeah, I think you did. How about that? I tried. You so, tried. Sorry, Mom. Um, But they'll put a needle in his shoulder. He'll be fine. Whoever they, They're going to be fine at quarterback, whoever it is. Agreed. It would be very hard for me, personally, if I was coaching them, to not have number two out there at the quarterback position. I think it if you made me guess today, I'd guess that it's him. Um, if you told me to pick apart defense offensively, look for a weakness, I would say I have some. I have some concerns about wide receiver depth. Um, depth is a concern everywhere in my position. Depth is an issue for Ole Miss. Uh, it is uh, the secondary. I think when they get everybody back, I think they're going to be okay there. But front seven, in terms of depth, and maybe just in general, and then OL depth, wide receiver depth. But look. In this era of college football where everyone's jumping in the portal, the number of teams that don't if, – if you were to walk into their building and, and, and have an honest conversation with the coach, like me when I sit down with Sam every Tuesday, um, and I say, hey, what's your concern? First he says, hey, you want a cold beer? And I'm like, well, of course. And then he says depth. Yeah. If you promised every coach, hey, you're going to stay healthy with your front 22, they're like, okay, hey, hey. We might be cooking with gas, but when you get into depth, that's one of the reasons I like LSU so much is they have a lot of depth. That's why Alabama's good every year. That's why Georgia's good every year. If you walked into Hughes' office right now and said, what's your biggest concern, he would say depth. I can 100% tell you that's accurate. Yeah, he would say depth. So Pretty much if you're not the top three, that's a concern. Yeah, literally Georgia. Alabama, LSU. Bama, LSU, and maybe nobody else. Correct. Because you got depth concerns somewhere, right? And for a lot of them, kind of across the board. Yep. I mean, I would Shane Beamer would tell you that. He would go, hey, man, if we stay healthy, <laughs> look out. And then if you said, what if you don't? He's like, look out. Yeah. Um, Grind said, isn't depth always going to – Grind, I'm just see your name every time I look down. Isn't depth going to always be a concern when you look, utilize the portal as much as Ole Miss does? Well, and the way that Ole Miss does. And the way – I mean, is it always going to be a concern? It just depends. It can be manipulated a little bit, Grind, to answer your question. But yes and yet, yes and no, I guess, is the answer to that question. The – if you miss in the portal, you're screwed. That's 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 the bottom line. As long as you hit, you're fine. Um, but you can't miss in the portal. I also think with the new rules going in place, I think that's why you're seeing, in my opinion, because, again, I do it for a living, um, you're seeing Ole Miss do a lot more high school recruiting this year than yeah. in years past. Yeah. That's one. Two is mm-hmm. this is the best year in the state of Mississippi. Like, since I've been around, I can think of – uh, going back to 16 was really good. This year's really good. And then um, maybe before that, I don't know. This is one of the best years ever. Yeah, and, and there's – look, there's a real shift on their part. They, I think – I don't think Lane would admit this out loud because it goes kind of goes against the whole Portal King yeah. thingy and that, that they've marketed. Correct. But I think he would tell you privately. And I, I might be wrong, but I bet I'm not. I think he would privately tell you, hey – we got to back off this portal thing a little bit. It's too expensive. Uh, I saw one look down. Just address this real quick. He asked back in a minute ago. He said, Siski, what would you do if I asked you just theoretical? I love hypothetical questions to work your receivers with a rugby ball. What would you say? And my response would, would be why? Uh, 
And then he goes, well, Texas A&M is doing it, so shouldn't we? Well, look, uh, I'm assuming you're an Ole Miss fan, but when it came to coaching, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit what Joey, whoever, recruiting guru or wide receivers coach is doing somewhere else. I know what works for me and what I teach. There's a lot of different theories when it comes to that. I could, can't imagine what a rugby ball would do. Isn't that the same theory as, I guess, some basketball teams will, will run fast break drills with a weighted ball? Well, what is to make you go faster? I'm again. I'm curious as to what does a rugby ball have to do with anything at receiver? I've used. I will use a. I use tennis ball machines in my training with my receivers. Right. I used uh, um, where we would shoot off a tennis ball and make them catch them one handed, and I would put the number. I would put numbers on a tennis ball, like really, like on with a sharpie, and they would they would have to see what the number was and say seven as they caught it. Yep, and catch it one handed. With both hands and then two hands, and you just turn it up, stuff like that. But okay. I've never, uh, yeah, I don't, I, that, that doesn't even make any, like, nobody can tell me what logical sense that makes. All right, Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State offensive scheme uh, is changing with Kevin Barber. A lot of people don't know this guy. Uh, Kevin Bar, I guess it's Barbe, uh, came from App State, was at Central Michigan before that. This guy is like, everybody's thinking, oh, you think App State, you think, oh, we're going to run outside zone, yada, yada, yada. He's been um, he's been very uh, explosive on offense everywhere he's been, and they've won everywhere he's been. And he throws the ball a lot. It's not uh, it's a completely different. Um, it's not air raid. No. How does Rodgers do, in your opinion, in a more conventional passing offense? I don't think this is though, right? Okay. So I, I think this higher people think it's more conventional. I think this actually fits his skill set. Okay. All right, a little bit better. I think he'll do fine. I think um, he's a good quarterback. I, I I've caught a lot of hell from people when people are always oh, Will's really average. I've seen him play in person several times, and I, the word average does not come to mind to me. He's he's a, a I know he doesn't have the huge arm, and he's not out there with the bazooka. That's why people say that, right? And, but but I've watched a guy uh, in Oxford. I saw him yeah. play in Fayetteville. I, I, he's a guy who. Um, He's a coach's kid. He's tough as nails. Reads defenses. He's tough as absolute he's a good nails. Leader. He's a, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot there. There, and I say this, and we we when we talk about quarterbacks in the next month, talking about quarterbacks, but like, there's more to playing quarterback than throwing the ball hard. You you got to, and I, I think he has. I always said it, whatever it is, he has it. Like from a physical evaluation standpoint, I wasn't very high on him coming out of high school. I wasn't. And that's just me personally. And then he goes and proves everybody wrong in college. Good for the kid. I like the kid. I think he's a leader. I like the way he composes himself. I like the way he's tough. I I would like that kid to be behind center for me. I just like everything about the kid. It's kind of like Bo Wallace, man. When we had Bo here, I mean, Bo's not going to impress you a ton throwing it on air, like on pro day and stuff. But let me tell you what, I go to fight with that son of a bitch. He's yeah, tough. I'm, he, he's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of high, Ro- high on Rodgers. The, the people that criticize Rodgers, I'm like, I, I think that's your fandom getting the best of you. Yeah, but like, I love Bo. I mean, we, we've we played uh, football with a lot of quarterbacks that won't tear it up. You know, I, now I know why the Cubs are ahead right now. Dexter Fowler's in the broadcast booth. I mean, Dexter Fowler's in the studio. Dexter Fowler's the dude. Yeah. I don't know who De- Dexter Fowler. Dexter Fowler, former Cubs outfielder. Oh, old game, guy. Game yeah. seven, let it off with a home run. Off. He's like uh, 38, 39 somewhere at age. Probably, this is his first year out of the game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he played for the Cardinals for a while. but Played for the Marlins maybe for a little bit? No, he started with the uh, Astros, went to the Rockies. Rockies and, is where I remember him from. And then he then he went to the Cubs. Actually, he went to the Astros, then went to the, the Cubs. Won a World Series. 
and then he went to St. Louis and where, yeah. where careers go to die. <laughs> and and then he played in Anaheim for a little while and then he got hurt. Tore his ACL. Anyway, uh, sorry. Um, I'm a disaster today. Yeah, we've talked Texas A&M to the piece. The whole deal's OC change, and uh, defense is going to be. Well, good you and now. I both picked them to win the national championship, yep. so there's no backing off. Yeah, we're winning. Texas A&M. Te- 11, here, 12-9. A&M's deal is this: for people that don't understand why people like us fall into this trap every single week, it's when you look at their roster and you talk to football people. The thing football people will tell you about A&M is there's just so much talent on the roster. That's what they tell you. There's gonna, so much talent on the roster. And when you look at them, like in warm-ups and stuff, you're like, dude, that's a lot of dudes on that team. But the whole the whole Fisher-Petrino quarterback thing, play call thing, is it's a legitimate question. It's one that they're going to have to answer on the field, not on not in press conferences. And and then if they can square that away, they're gonna be really good. Because they've got everything else. They've got running backs. They've got receivers. They're good up front. Defensively, they're really solid with a bunch of dudes, and DJ's a good coach. Per sources, I don't think that's going to be a problem. So we'll see. But we'll, it's one of we'll those. But it's one of those things that until they prove it, yeah, it's a. Le- I don't have questions about it as much as everybody else. It's does. a legitimately fair thing for people to wonder. I'm about. kind of excited to see what happens. That's I'm, I'm all in on that one. All right, uh, last few things. We'll wrap it up. Uh, this has – we'll just put it next because it was football. I thought this was funny as hell. So, uh, XFL, I watch my guy AJ every week. Well, he tore it up this week. Um, he went 23 of 29, and these games go so fast, dude, because of the rules. You know, there's incomplete pass, ball run, you know, clock runs. So, they get like four possessions, five possessions in a game. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, he went 23 of 29 for 236 and three touchdowns. But here was the funny part is because, you know, in the XFL, you can hear the headset, you know, you hear the calls and all that stuff. Well, dude, they start talking, the headsets go out. Well, they usually, they make everybody, but they didn't, (laughs) they didn't make everybody stop using it. So AJ had to call the game, the whole game, not the whole game, probably about a quarter and a half. Um, And I was laughing so hard because I knew exactly, because he used to, he hates running the football. He wants, he would throw it every, every single play. That he, he called. It was like third. <laughs> it was third and like six inches, and he's he's chunking it. You know, yeah. he's calling pass plays, pass plays. But he was he was hot though. And the thing about it is, he knows what AJ was very different to call plays for because he had to get in a rhythm and he knew what plays he felt comfortable about. But he wouldn't tell you like he he would dead tell you this play sucks. I don't want to run it. But you'd be like, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. He he was all right with anything passing. But they, he he does have – he could probably be a little bit better if he'd say, I'm really good with this. And, dude, he went straight down the script. And he was like, sing, 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 sing. And they ran – they were up like 29 nothing. I mean, he was he was rolling. So, I thought that was fun. You know, I've heard stories about quarterbacks going completely off script and doing things. Yeah, did you see that yesterday? I did. You know what? I uh, I saw that yesterday. That was Mingo's uh, interview after the – After pro day. After pro day. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and let me tell you the truth of what happened. Does anybody want to know the truth? I suspect that people would, People probably want to know the truth of what happened. your version, yes. All right, here's the truth, and just per sources, since I was there, um, I guess he, he made the quote or something. This that is the 2019, 2019 Egg, Egg Bowl. 2019 Egg Bowl, okay? I may or may not have a really good uh, memory of this game. I don't have memory of a lot of games, but since this was my last game that I coached in college. So for those who – 
aren't Ole Miss fans. This was the game in Startville where Elijah Moore caught a touchdown pass and got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for doing the motion of peeing on a fire hydrant or whatnot. Yeah, and so he he got interviewed yesterday and said that Matt Corral called the entire last drive and that you know Rich Rod would send in a play and then Matt Corral would say, oh, we're not running this, um, we're running this. And so on and so forth, and he and he caught and he made the play up, made the route up that Elijah scored on. Well, I hate to uh, facts get in the way of a good story, right? But mm-hmm. considering we don't huddle, and we didn't huddle ever, that would be very difficult to break the huddle and call these plays in the huddle. Considering there's not one, and also considering that this game is on YouTube, you can YouTube 2019 Egg Bowl and watch it for yourselves, and the, and it blows my mind that if I before I put something out there, this is where I would also be a bad reporter. Before I put something out there, I know it gets clicks and all those things. I'd probably go, you know what? I can like look at look at TV and see like what happened. Well, in fairness to the reporters, they just quoted him. Okay. Well, so that, that way, there was one particular one that that made it very clicky. You know, wanted yeah. to you know whatever. Right. But we didn't huddle, and you see, and how the communication worked is the signals were coming from the sideline. And the receivers are looking at a guy to tell him what route to run, and the quarterback's looking or whatever. So he said, hey, you know, on third and 20, you know, we hit Braylon Sanders on this thing. Well, here's the facts. It wasn't third and 20. It was fourth and 20. Okay? And the play call for all gurus out there, because you don't have a lot of fourth and 20 play calls on the old (laughs) old call sheet. I know that's kind of – Coaches are dumb. It's just very difficult. That would be a very defeatist attitude very, to have. Yeah, like seven, very defeatist to have. Seven a, fourth and 20s. So we went to the old traditional four verts, okay, which yep. is everybody run deep <laughs> if in backyard. Everybody runs everybody runs four <laughs> verts in your backyard. Run deep. Yeah. All right, so here's the truth of what happened on that play. On fourth and 20, we called four verts. Guess what play they ran? Four verts. And, by the way, do you know what happens to quarterbacks that don't run what's called? Well, it doesn't go well. They sit on the bench. I'll leave that there. Some things are better left unsaid. Yeah. Okay. When quarterbacks don't run what's called, they sit on the bench. All right. But it's fourth and 20, and we run four verticals. And Matt, we get pressure on the outsides by both. We get quick pressure on the outsides, and Matt steps up in the pocket. The If Matt gets rid of the ball on time, Braylon probably walks in the end zone. But they were running cover two, some kind of uh, cover two prevent deal, and the front side safety jumped the bender, and Braylon's running uncovered the whole way. And so when he when he steps up in the pocket, he should have he should have let it go. He didn't. That's okay. I mean, that's he was a young quarterback at the time, which is young quarterbacks. And he had that. not played a lot. He had not played a lot in recent weeks. Okay. And so when he stepped up in the pocket, he didn't see it. He escaped because he had immediate pressure. Had his eyes down a little bit, but that's young quarterback does that. He he wouldn't have done. He wouldn't do that today. He's, then he escaped to the right and then sees Braylon and then chunks it deep. That wasn't some kind of – he didn't go, hey, Braylon, screw that. This, the call was four verticals. He ran what was called, okay, just like every other play in that drive. Okay, we get down there. Uh, the other thing I didn't realize, because I actually went back and watched it because I was like, well, that's not what I remember. You know what pisses me off after I watched that game? We had the ball fourth and four at like the nine-yard line, and we froze them, and they jumped. And Matt throws a touchdown to Braylon Sanders, and they blew it dead because of, of uh, unabated to the quarterback. Oh, and he wasn't. That play should have been. That play should have. That was a bad call. Um, that should have. That have been. I'm talking about 
uh, career changing. Yeah. Um, but Braylon scored a touchdown and they caught and they didn't, they blew it dead, which was a bad deal. So we get first and goal. We let's get down to the touchdown call, right? It was cover zero. Okay. You have cover zero checks as an offense. And it's not like, Hey, buddy, you see cover zero, you check it to whatever you think's great. No, 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 no. You have a play called. Right. And it's cover zero, which means you're getting, an, they're getting an extra pressure. So you got to get rid of it quick and you have, Hey, we call this route versus cover zero. Right. And so let me tell you what he did. Please feel free to go look this up on YouTube. He looks over, sees cover zero, and go in the corner sitting in inside leverage. Well, we had a slant called. Okay. Well, you're not going to run a slant versus cover zero with an inside defender. So he looks out there and goes just like this. You know what that stands for? It stands for a play we call zag. Okay. Which is a whip route. So now instead of running the slant, the defensive guy's already in there. He runs a slant out. Okay. Well, to do that, you can't have a slant route coming behind it. And guess who was out there? Jonathan Mingo was the outside receiver. So instead of running a slant route into the slant out route, he looks out there and gives him fade to get him out of there to clear it out for the zag. That's what happened. There was no play made up. There was no, hey, you run this. And then my favorite quote of the whole deal was. My shortstop just got another hit. My favorite part of the whole deal was he said that, you know, Coach Peeler was telling him to run a running route. Okay? I played the position. I coached the position for 20 years. I've never heard of a route called the running route. Die. Never heard of one. What route is the running route? That's the route where you run. Yeah. Okay. That makes – I've never heard of that. So – No wonder um, Dansby Swanson left Atlanta. People yeah. like you are the fans. I don't know where – how that got mixed up in translation – but it was, let's don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Let's, like I said on the board, I said that's a complete fabrication. Yeah. Uh, let's just don't let facts get in the way of a good story. All right. Last thing quickly. It's, a, it's become the fable. Yeah. Let's just don't let facts get in the way of a good story. But, you know, whatever. Um, Do you know George Washington never told a lie? <laughs> I heard that. Chopped down the cherry tree. Yeah, I heard that. All right. Final four bets real quickly. It got FAU. FAU, San Diego State, San Diego State, minus two. I have no feeling on this one. No, I don't either. Um, they're so good defensively. I, I think because of just – I think I'd take the owls and the two points just because you, I, I think it's, a, it's a flip of coins to give me the two points. I don't know if anybody in the thread has a, has good advice on this. I don't think I'm even going to bet on it. I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't have a feeling. Like, I, I could be like, yeah, FAU can win. Oh, San Diego State can win. I don't know. I love the next one, though. All right, me too. Yeah. All right, we got UConn minus five and a half against Miami. Tyler, it's not enough. It's not enough. I am riding – you, I, I'm, I'm in it like I'm a fan now. All right, I got them at plus eighteen hundred. All right, to win the, win it all. I'm the biggest UConn Husky fan of all time right now. Okay, I don't. I mean, I'm betting them. They, they've covered every, every uh, game so far. By the way. Yeah, I mean, look what they did to Arkansas and then Gonzaga last weekend. It's just kind of hard to ignore. Just please show up in Houston, being ready to play. That's the only thing I can ask. Uh, they'll be ready to play. Let's go. They'll be ready to play. Where, where are they playing? It? Are they playing at Reliant Stadium? Yeah, I think so. All right, does – and I don't know this. I'm asking because you've covered a lot more basketball than I have. Does playing like Final Fours and like the Superdome or playing it in these big stadiums, does that mess with their depth perception? It does a little bit. They have built these facilities now, though. Like the Superdome was just cavernous. Right. Um, the the one in Houston, the way that it's 
the lighting and stuff is it, it, it doesn't impact the way that those did. I mean, it, it will impact them early, but they'll get a shoot around and they'll get some stuff that they'll be fine. Gotcha. Any thoughts on going to a universal basketball? Have you heard this? A specific kind of specific well, ball? You know, because you go, the you may go to a, no, I'm talking about like in basketball, like you'll go to, you know, Ole Miss is a Nike school, whatever, and they use a particular brand of ball. Oh, okay. Going to, you know, Miami's Adidas school using, you know, because there's different brands. Uh-huh. Any thought process on going to a universal ball? I'd be fine with it. I do too. I think that's only fair. Because I definitely, I mean, it's a, because some people air it up more than other, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's fair. Yeah. I think that'd be a real Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. That's all I got today, homie. All right. Well, Look at there. I got you out in time, too. I know. You got me in the bottom of the seventh. The Cubs have the bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the seventh, up four nothing. Let's check Daily Fantasy and see how bad I'm getting smoked because I screwed up and didn't have Garrett Cole in there. Oh, not very good. I stacked the Braves. I'll tell you this. I had McClanahan, though. It's the bottom of the fifth already. He's already got 18 and a half points. Garrett Cole, you ready for this? Yeah. He threw six innings, 11 strikeouts. Oh. They won 5 nil. Yankees. Yep. And Bravos won 7-2. to Yeah. Braves are, Braves are really good. Nationals are bad, but Braves are really good. Yep. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back on Monday. We'll get you ready for the national championship game. Talk about the weekend that was and whatever else may come up here. Masters week next week, boss. Oh, yeah, that's right. Masters week. Boy, I'm really going to be able to help that conversation. Um, Do you watch the Masters, though? I will will keep up with the Masters a little bit, yeah. That's like the one. You do the majors, right? Yeah. 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 We can talk about a little bit of Masters. I'm a golf guru. I'd love to actually go see the Masters. That would be cool. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, everybody, for being with us in the stream. Have a great weekend. We've got a uh, hand-raised guys coming to you later tonight on uh, the search for D.B. Cooper. It's one of the cooler podcasts we've ever done. I'm all in on that. I think you're really going to like it. It was it was really cool. So we'll have that, uh, have that to you a little later on uh, today, I hope. So have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Talk to you soon. Bye.